And we are recording. All right. Um, hey, everybody. Hope y'all had a good week this week. I got uh, Tony Simmons here, and I got Ev Estes. And um, Tony uh, works uh, here on the Little Red Guides and also works in Alaska with Rainbow King Lodge. Um, Ev uh, lives here in Heber, and Tony also lives in Heber. Ev lives in Heber, and... Um, has uh, his own guide service, Ozark Fly Guides, and deals longboats as well. Uh, but really, really just uh, kind of honored to be here with you two studs um, <laughs> to talk a little bit today. Uh, guys, we, hey. we went out today and had just a freaking blast um, doing a little bit of fishing. And it was awesome. We put in at uh, Swinging Bridge. Ran up to barking dog hole. Barking, boop, boop, boop. <laughs> uh, yeah, man, I had a black. I was actually catching was good for some of us. Fishing was good for so others. So good for me, but I, I, I there was a lot of error. There's a lot of error on angler error. Yeah, we were calling him jerkbait Cameron. <laughs> <laughs> he would pop them off. Uh, I was too busy trying to find that barking dog. Yeah, no. <laughs> well, he died out a couple years ago, but the name's the same. That's uh so uh for everybody that doesn't know, that's about I don't know, probably quarter mile below Richie yeah, or so, somewhere like four, that in those moss beds. Yeah. Uh just had a lot of fun. Up above uh, Woods property, yeah. Uh, the water's low on the river right now. They're running a couple hours a day, nothing too exciting or different from last week as far as I can can tell. Um but uh guys I just wanna kinda start. Um with you guys telling a little bit about yourself and these are some awesome dudes and uh i think they got a really interesting story and just uh think think everybody kind of love to hear a little bit about you go with it whippersnapper oh goodness i, I should well, <laughs> i shouldn't have to go first because our connection both starts in a good in the same spot but uh you know uh live out here in heber springs now uh just to keep it simple you know my, my fishing bio kind of leading up through this is uh while i was in school finishing up school came out here to start fishing a buddy of mine's dad rick rasnick like took me out to take me fishing for the first time and it was it was on right off the bat went back that day to announce to all my friends that that was that and, like i was a fly fisherman <laughs> and uh just on the water all the time uh had some wasn't rick rasnick a uh is it so he's been in a book, a couple, or like yeah, a book. Yeah, he's been in and, some, of the, uh, some of the books. Some literature, yeah, He's too. a great, he great guy. Yeah, great Mr. Great Rick, guy. yeah Mr. Rick is awesome. You know, oh, he, yeah. he went with me. Midge Fisher, like oh, I think, absolutely. knows a lot well, about Midge Probably the best Midge Fisherman well, I've ever well, met, you know. That's and awesome. He, he took me out, helped me pick out my first rod. And uh, so, you know, that, that was the immediate introduction. And so he brought me out here, and that was awesome. Ended up meeting jeff hawthorne through a friend of mine peyton rose who we fish together all the time like maniacs and then once i met jeff that kind of ingratiated me into uh the the family of guides there with the angler and then a uh, extended family of the the angler crew and once they took me in the under the wing met ebb thank you and uh <laughs> then from there it was just fish taking me fishing all the time somehow luckily i just they got they took me fishing all the time jeff offered me a chance to start rowing his drift boat if i bought a set of oars so i could be on the water and 
then one day they were like, hey, do you want to do a guide trip? And that was that, guiding. And then through those contacts, you know, kept going and ended up uh, now working with Jamie and his crew, Rouse Fly Fishing, that, working with that team, RouseFlyFishing.com. Nice. And, uh, and then through those connections, ended up uh, in Alaska with Rainbow King, a spot that Jamie had guided when he was young back in the day and got me uh got my foot in the door there and then that kind of uh, that became my gig there we're kind of going out there every year to do that and now spend two months a year in oregon steelhead fishing and the rest of the time six months in arkansas fishing here and six months gone and that's the very abbreviated story <laughs> you don't work when you go to alaska do you not, not pretty whatsoever. much looking at yeah, that beautiful yeah. scenery that, right? that is Bikers a young man's job it's a young man it, it is built on the back of young guys <laughs> so you sure. start when you were young and you're, you're getting the age in there now uh, it's gonna be harder on yeah, you everybody Tony is being modest about his position at rainbow king he he runs or i don't know he Tell tell everybody um, what you do at Rainbow King, Tony. You, you're the man no, up there, I'm, man. You're making far too big of a deal out of it. <laughs> it I'm the head guide assistant manager, and yeah, so you know, it's I, awesome. I, I help handle the fishing schedule, day to day operations amongst the guide staff and the guiding schedules, and getting people hired and trained, and then just all the gear and just you know the the leading throughout the season, and just kind of being the the guy that disseminates the plan of what we want the guests to do and make sure that, that we make it happen. So. Tell the truth. You're also working on the jet pumps. And <laughs> yeah. I know you, well, I know you leave early and do airplane that, work and everything Every, else. He works on the airplane. So. He, 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 he does a lot. He does. So, but it's a labor of love. Big, so yeah. I, I'm, I'm very fortunate. <laughs> I'm very blessed and very fortunate. that, And I, I like to tell that whole story of my arc of guiding leading up to that because it really is you know for me it's a it's a dream scenario and absolutely uh, and it's all for me part of what's so special about like my guiding career is that it's all very much just happened you know it i went from being somebody that was just fish crazy and was just loving fly fishing and just ate up with it to like i said having jeff and ebb and the angler come to me and kind of say hey you know would you want to do a trip for us and it was like well yeah that'd be cool and so the next thing you know you're like wow this is really awesome it was you know well we, what, what was your feeling and, after your first guide trip like after you dropped your clients back off do you remember anything about that just thing? just probably like a very very quiet reserved like sense of did it you know like <laughs> all right i did a guide trip how about that you know because I imagine for anybody the the day leading up to the very first time you ever do it, you're like, oh Lord, you want to go out here and not have a good day yeah, and fish and not be good. Don't and, want him to know yeah. I don't know no more than I know. Yeah. And you know, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I agree. I was the same way. Uh, and so you take them back to the angler. You know, the day's done. Right. Take them back. They pay. You're kind of hanging out outside while they settle up to say bye, blah blah blah. And right. uh, after they had left, you know, I forget who it was working the counter that day. It was probably Ross. You know. I went in there and he was talking about how excited they were and you know they left me a tip and so I was just it, 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 it was it was it was just like how fly fishing was the first day I went and did that and it's like all right this is awesome this is what I want to do like after that first guide trip it was like all right that's awesome this is what I want to do and I mean now you were working a nine to five yes. at a very good gig don't have to go work but anyway you worked your way in right to where you could do what you loved which we all have right from a straight gig now i was fortunate i, I was a professional musician touring 
so that's not a nine to five right and i, I had a blast but i did it for a little over 20 years so you know i was burnt uh moved here family my folks had moved here from pine bluff which tony and i both are from pine bluff uh, didn't know each other there yeah, we met each other here. He's a little young whippersnapper. I, I'm, I'm an old, <laughs> oh, yeah, old fart, yeah. you know, however you want to look at it. But, uh, but yeah, you know, I mean, uh, this place is a blessing. It's brought a lot of people together. Uh, it's still bringing people together, all based around the lake and river, oh. you know. And uh, couldn't, couldn't think of a better place to live, oh. you know. Do you feel like at any certain point in time... Uh, the fishing community lost sight of of that um, brotherhood or whatever you want to call it that to where it became much to where it became divided between bait and fly fishermen or fly fishermen and spin fishermen and you know I think it was more that way in the old days but I mean some of the some of the Fly fishing people would complain, oh, that baby, I die, blah, blah, you know, but I'm sure it went both ways. Oh, I'm sure. Oh, you know, I'm, I'm sure. sure it, and, you know, I'm sure. You I'm can sure possibly that, vision with a bait casting you know, rod. Well, I'm just saying, you know, the bait fishing guys are going, who's that gun? Fly yeah. fishermen. You know, <laughs> Fancy you know. oars on their boat. Yeah, <laughs> and, you know, speaking of oars, you know, Tom Blythe was the first one to put a set of oars in the center of a longboat. Right. And I did yeah. it right behind him. And now everybody's got them. Right. I like that. Right. You know, That's like cool. That, you know. That's cool. But I mean, we well, you to know, see it when take I off from out, there and grow to what it is when now. When I started out guiding, I was just cool. getting a little trip, a little trip here and there because I didn't have a boat and we weren't using longboats. We were wade guiding and, and, and drifters and there wasn't that many of us had drifters so we were doing a lot of wade guiding and uh, once the drifter came along well then we started you know doing the drifter thing and 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 that went on for a few years and then the the river boats long boats as i call them it's kind of standing joke (laughs) but anyway uh you know took off and then so what we wanted to do was see if we could capture that that quaint luxury efficient out of a drift boat like you do out west and so on and so forth in these boats because first of all we're on the tailwater water hits you outrun it run down you still get another hour or two in you know blah 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 blah. you didn't have to run a shuttle two units come up you got people that can't cast they're pretty much beginners or novice uh it was a long boat ride (laughs) fast boat rides you know because they're not being able to throw the weighted stuff you need to get down to do you know blah blah and the the jet boats are you know just turned out to be a, a good way to fish these tailwaters and i mean oh my god they're all over the well, white north for i'll say the, the bait guys probably yeah. cuss the fly fishing world for that oh i get I mean, cussed for some people boats you know because i'm a dealer you know, licensed dealer, and, and I get funny. You quit selling them boats. These people don't know how to <laughs> run them. You know, I'm going, hey man, I, I just, I try to, I try to, I try to educate my buyers. We were know, talking about that before the podcast. Uh, Tony yeah. was saying uh, about the how good the little red is at boat etiquette versus you know oh, other yeah. other places. It's gotten better. Yeah. Um, 
So, uh, what could um, go elaborate on elaborate on that, Tony? What you were talking about? I mean, from the white to what what you were saying earlier. Well, yeah, no. Uh, so I was just that. you know, uh, I don't think that it gets enough due credit, or, or maybe guys that spend a majority of their time here that don't end up on the white in the Norfolk don't realize, but our boat etiquette here, which of course, you know, the white's a much bigger river, but the Norfolk, like that same etiquette existed on the Norfolk where, you know, if somebody was passing you, they were coming past you. There was no slowing down. And and here, uh, I know at least from the moment that I showed up, the etiquette was that if you were passing somebody in the boat, like you would slow down and not wake them, go slow and and put around them. And that was always the etiquette here. And then you'd go up to the white yeah. and you'd get blown around. And, and you're finally seeing it now on the white river. That's Enough good. people are going to both ways. That That's that, good. That etiquette's trickling over. You know, to, to all my years, every time I was on the white, I respected them, the fishermen, the boats, as much there as I did here due to I was taught the etiquette and stressed Please don't, you know, don't go by and wake people out. I mean, if I've got a 70-year-old person standing up in my boat trying to fly fish, don't come by and throw a big old four-foot wake on me. <laughs> oh, yeah. A lot you of know? it, I think, is ig- it, ignorance I mean, and, I have to and make, not you know, knowing how to how to drive or well, how to operate a boat where it won't, you know, you can go a certain speed and right. kind of change Right. Wake. When you go by somebody, if you let the boat do the work on the type of boats we, we use... Let the boat do what it's supposed to do. It will get down. It will throw two-inch, three-inch little riffle, and you're still getting past the people very politely. And then rock and roll, you know, when you get past them, gas it up and go. I think it. I think it's a, res- kind of a respect deal, too. It, it it's is. almost like a, you know, when you go by somebody and you slow down for them, it's like that, I got you, dog, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like that. Yeah. yeah. Y'all have a good day, you know? <laughs> Well, you know, you can't stand out there. Well, unfortunately, we only have usually five or six X or, or, you know, tip it. But, you know, unfortunately, you can't just fly, throw that fly over there and yank himself <laughs> butt out of the boat when he goes by. <laughs> but you can't do that, right. you know. And the thing, I, the thing that I hope when I was making all my mistakes that I'm sure everybody remembered, and, and I think this goes into what you were just asking about, um, uh, bait fishermen versus fly fishermen do you think there's a difference there and and i think within all of fishing with you know it's it's not fishing it's hunting you know there's bow hunters and there's modern gun hunters and there's you know and there's guys that would never shoot a deer with the dog run you know there's all these different little clubs and and i think within fly fishing there or within fishing there's the same you know you got guys that are different species oriented guys and you within trout fishing you've got spin fishermen versus fly fishermen and i know for me uh just like a river's ever changing you know your growth as a person and your growth as a fisherman's ever changing and just like they talk about the different stages of what a fisherman goes through I think as a guide, I know for me, there's been all kinds of different stages of who I, what I thought a successful day was, what right. I thought needed to happen, the way I even felt out there on the river. Uh, when, you know, at one time it used to be all about, oh, it's got to be the, you know, all these different stages. And within that, I know at one point there was definitely this stage where I was out there thinking, yeah, we're out here fly fishing, you know, yeah. like we're, we're doing it the hardcore <laughs> way. And those guys are just spin fishing, you know. 
And, uh, but then I ended up now I'm definitely in a place where it's all just fishing. Like you do. people need to be out fishing. They need to be fishing. However they want to be fishing, be out fishing. Enjoy this God's country that we got here, boys. They don't run their boat great because they don't come fishing, but twice a year, well, for you. Hey, he doesn't know. Like, glad that you're out here fishing. Be safe. Try not to wake me. But, you know, definitely I feel like we're in a stage now where there is much more focus overall on people going fishing Uh, versus all of the other little segments. There's a stigma, too, I think, with fly fishing in general that people think that it's harder to learn than than spin fishing. It's a different technique. But it's just, it's yeah, yeah, it's it's not saying it's not different, but it's not like, I mean, if you had never touched a rod before in your life, you may be able to, you know, pick up a fly rod and start fishing well, just as easily as you could have spent. I know rod. you guys and all the guys that are listening, if we got one or two, <laughs> uh, I know you've all been up against this. Uh, you take a beginner and they've never had a fly rod. You you cast them a little bit, you get them out there, you get the first fish on. If it's, if it's a bite, if there's a good bite, they have had the best experience that they've had in a long time by trying a new method of fishing and being successful or somewhat successful. And, 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 and that right there just thrills me to the bone that they were skeptical, didn't really want to try it. Oh, I ain't never fluffy, you know? And I mean, and you, well, just, we'll get you out there. Trust me, you know, we'll, We'll get you out there, and and I'm, I know y'all do, and and it's uh oh, it's it's what I live for, you right. know. I mean, whether it's a novice or expert, or 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 a novice that thinks he's an expert, <laughs> which we get those oh, too, you know. Uh, we you get those that know, fly We get we get those that know more than the guide, oh, yeah. you know. And uh, but but nonetheless, I mean, each trip's an individual, but but the beginners shouldn't be; they should experience it. Right, once I, and and I've had and y'all have too. I'm sure oh, that they've come back with groups or whatever it may be. And next thing you know, yeah, I have one. Remember, I was with y'all last. I was just in so and so's boat. You know, whatever, whatever. But they're going no then to do it again. Well, you know, it's it's cool. And it's it, a cool business. And it, there's all kinds of cool feelings. Cool that's sport. a great thing about the, the. That's a great thing about. The sport, that's a great thing about being a guide within the sport, is there's all kinds of different ways that you get that enjoyment, things that make you happy. But one of the coolest has to be the guy, the, the person you take for the first time, whether husband, wife, husband, son, maybe it's the son's first time, maybe. And you get to watch that for the ones that you get to watch become like very good fishermen. That I mean, and it's all fun. Right. It's fun to watch people that are just doing it and they're going to do it once a year and they just want it. It's all fun. But to watch somebody that you get to see As a child do it their very first time and, and what comes yeah. with that and then to watch them become a good fisher a person. Good fisher person. Like that's Absolutely. a lot of fun. And turn into a friend over oh, yeah. a good you Oh know. yeah. Well, that's mean, the thing that's most, great about the business. A lot yeah. of our clients, I mean, yeah. I'm gonna say the higher percentage uh end up being friends. Oh yeah. You don't get to you know you get to a point where you don't take people that 
yeah. don't fall within the friend list a little bit, <laughs> yeah. you know. Yeah. There's a guy I gotta give him a well, shout you out. You pass it off to one of your yeah, other you guys. Start being you know. picky, where like yeah, yeah you go, yeah. oh yeah, uh, I'm Cameron, tied, I'm tied up, yeah, and I'll hook I'm, you up I'm with booked so on, so. I'm yeah. booked on Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> watch them hogs play. Not really. Uh, not, yeah. yeah, we're we're just joking, folks. But still, but seriously, one thing about what was I? Gosh, I had it. I was gonna talk about. You were saying, oh, I think somebody told me this a long time ago. The fishing, I think the more you see people catch fish, especially people doing it for the first time, I've really started to see that fishing is not about the fish at all, right? You know, I mean, it's... It's about the day out there. Well, it's for us today. You, you know, know it, like we said, welcome to my office. Right? <laughs> you know. I think there's a there's, lot of stuff there for a lot of people that, you know, that may help them. Oh, yeah. I think we take it for granted for sure in that. So if most of the average folks that are hearing this right now aren't guides, then for most average people, like their big adventure, their their chance to get away from normal life and go have fun adventure is coming here and a new to go fishing very likely and, and you know sure. and since we live in it and we see it every day and we do it every day yes we know it's beautiful and it's part of us but i think we definitely lose sight of the adventure and fun that they're having the second they step on that boat and that boat starts to motor away from the ramp you know they're they're on their fishing adventure yeah you Not know knowing what to expect yeah and then at the end of the day they're so lax yeah when we're sitting you know, here like okay like it's gonna have to have, you know i think we lose sight of the fact that right they're they're jazzed you yeah, know they're sure and when you sit there and somebody does something where you're like what's going on and it's like oh wait well they're jazzed up they're a little bit nerd you know it's <laughs> yeah. like they've been yeah. looking forward to this and it's a big deal for them. oh yeah, yeah. it's a big uh, deal yeah. i enjoy watching people just set the rod down like on a good day, oh, right. and, and yeah, take it well, in. I'm just, tired of catching fish. Just sit I gotta there. take a break, you know, or what? Right, but just to sit there and, and not suicidal. care for a second, you know, not care and just sit there and well, take and it the all wildlife, in. Is the wildlife, cool. you know, you see a bald eagle, or you see a mink run down the bank, or you see an otter, or you know, I mean, a turkey, deer, just they love that, huh. you know, seeing something. I, I'll tell you a funny story. Right here next to the house here where, the, where my neighbor is back in the old days, we had a Tom Turkey. Okay. You remember? Oh, yeah. You remember him. And, and anytime I'd do a trip and, and had the water and felt like, you know, I'd come up and blow cow or come through. But when I'd come through the pocket here, I lived here. And in the spring when they're just gobbling, 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 I mean, as soon as I would touch my doorknob to open it in the morning, you'd hear him, you know, just right. blow up, you know. So... So I, I would motor them up, you know, and we'd do our fishing. And once I got here just across the river street from where I live, um, I'd break out a little box call and I'd go, tee, 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 tee. You know, I'd hit it a couple of times. And, and you, at first I would say, did y'all hear that? Did y'all hear that turkey gobble? And they go, no, no. I'd go, hang on. I'd dig my box. Dee, dee, dee. And then all of a sudden you hear that turkey. Right. Blah, 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 blah. You know, he'd blow it. Well, hell. They thought that was the coolest <laughs> stuff. They going, oh, that that is so cool. That is cool. You doing it? And I, I wouldn't tell them right then, but I would tell them a few minutes later. They're going, oh, I really didn't do much. That, that turkey lives in my front yard. There, you know, he's a pet. <laughs> and, you know, but it was cool that that you know, and oh, yeah. I, you know, what I'm saying, and and that's not something that a lot of people get to hear, even in the wild or on a regular basis. Right. 
Yeah, uh, think about that. A lot of well, a lot know, of people like fish here come over from Memphis. You, or you see a fox, or you see a, Tulsa. you know something. That to them, I mean, we see it a lot. You yep. know, we see it a lot. Uh, one time, Jeff story about Jeff. He was down coming around Horseshoe Island. You know there, a horseshoe, and uh, had a lady. And she was in the back of the drifter. Or the longboat, but anyway, she was reading a book. She'd fished a little bit, but her husband was really the fisherman, and uh, she was back there reading a book. and And Jeff was about at the cut on the side where you know the ramp is at the top of the island there, and and the lady goes, "Well, that sure is a weird looking dog or strange looking dog over there." And Jeff turns around and looks over towards the cut, and it's a bobcat, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and he goes. Yeah, that's a bobcat, ma'am. <laughs> you know, and oh my goodness, and you know, and she ran it in raves the rest of the day about getting to see that cat in the wild. He just come down there and took him a drink, you know, got him a little sip, you know. All I, right, I saw you, one. You can have another soda pop. Another coke. <laughs> I saw one cross the river down um, below the pipeline. I crossed. I saw one cross the river down below the pipeline probably about a year ago now, and I thought it was a pit bull. It looked like a pit bull. Right. Like, oh, there's a dog. So we motored up right beside it, and it was the biggest bobcat ever. Big old cat. It was yeah. a big sucker down there. Yeah. Um, but tell you were talking about um, if you don't mind, um, kind of start Tony with your first memory of Jeff. I just want to spend a little bit of time let people know. A little bit about Jeff, kind of who he was, and he was in a uh, awesome man, He that, never met a stranger. Yeah, I was going to say it's really that that that's a hard question to answer in a way, because to be one of my best friends, I don't know that I can vividly pinpoint the first time I met him because normally with most folks you have that interaction where you're like, all right, like here's this guy and he seems real nice and you get to know them and. But with Jeff, it really is a deal of just, just like that. Like he, he's your best friend. It, I know it was <laughs> a minute you pull away. It, it was a, uh, it was at the Ozark Angler. Peyton had taken me up there to to the shop. We were hanging out, and he was there. And just remember, uh, I, re, I mean, just remember him showing interest, talking about fly. You know, actually like saying, "Hey, you should try fishing these flies." Like. Oh yeah, you guys. All y'all can do is wade fish. You don't have a boat, and he, he was just here's where I would go. Here's what I think you should fish, and uh, from there, we just kind of became shop rats. And the next thing you know, like you're just you're in the family, you know. And we're going on fishing trips to Tanny Como, and oh, yeah. you know, going just to fishing, Missouri on not the guide trip. Yeah, just yeah, fishing. yeah. Going and having fun, and just you know, it, it was just he was a, just like a big brother, just like that. I mean. We need yep. that, you know, where when he, like I said, when, it, when he was just, uh, I, one day we were hanging out at the shop and I do remember that vividly that that was a long time ago, but hanging out at the shop and just kind of lamenting the fact that, you know, as a wade fisherman, you get to a point where you really wish you could go. So even if it was to use a boat to go to another shoal, because you, right. and he was just like, you know, I've got that drift boat. If you'll get yourself a set of oars, you can use it anytime. I mean, and that just, that gesture, I mean, you know, all these gestures, like the fact that he would tell you what to do. I mean, he was just so willing to tell anybody like something about fishing and not just looking to make a buck in the shop, you know, 
But he, uh, but that gesture, the fact he was a teacher, he yeah, was a teacher. Because um, I bought oars the next day. I mean, I ran home, like got online, and just, and that was that was the thing that really yeah launched it, launched it for me was yeah. that right there. And he, that's just his good heart. Yep. I mean, he he never met a stranger. His his mother was a teacher, and he loved to teach. He loved to entertain. Oh yeah, as well. You know, I mean, he was always funny. You you could be not know him from Adam. Pull up at a gas pump. He's pumping. You're pumping next to him, and he's gonna have you laughing within a few seconds, or you know, very less than a minute. I mean, he's gonna speak to you. He's gonna say something funny. You know, he just lived to laugh and had the loudest laugh. <laughs> I, uh, I still find myself out there on a quiet day and everything's nice, guiding and fishing, whatever, and I'm. I'm thinking, boy, I'd like to hear that old laugh upstream. Right. You could be in the fog a half a mile away and hear him laughing and know he was, you didn't have to know he was in the area and you knew it, you knew yeah. it was him. And everybody know? had fun around You just, you, you had fun around oh, him. Oh, yeah. Because I can. Well, he's full of it. When, when, when I, you know, <laughs> yeah. first getting started guiding <clears throat> on a group trip. He's a dandy. Where, you know, I was struggling that day and wasn't, you know, wasn't confident in myself and. You know, would be waiting for lunch to roll around because you knew that once you got to lunch, you were going to be able to offload your people with all the group, and Jeff was going to like be Jeff at lunch. And by the afternoon, once they got back in the boat, it was everybody was fired up and happy. And I mean, it was it was a force. Yeah. You know, he had a gift. That's all. Yeah. Man, uh, yeah. Do you think I'll, that that mentality that he had, you know, was something that kind of you know that introducing people or, or always wanting to you know to show somebody um something something that made jeff jeff you know and i don't i don't want to say that a lot of times fly fishermen get the reputation of, of being pompous because i think we do but i just think it's your duty as a fly fisherman one thing that i would have taken from that would be it's your duty to introduce somebody else to the sport yeah and it, it needs to be somebody that that needs it that you know it, need, it needs to be somebody that you know i mean don't think it's it's turned into like oh let's go just catch a bunch of fish no get somebody that's had you know been going through a rough time um that maybe you know take a take a veteran take a you know somebody that's went through a trauma or something um, and, and you know and, and we do something and, and other. we get a big charge out of that with doing with the project healing waters and uh you know, wounded warriors and uh, Arkansas freedom fighters, right. and and I mean, we do get a charge out of that, you know, and and uh, and children, you know, we got to have the children fly fishing, mm-hmm. you know, we got to get them into it. I don't, and, I mean, like with with my daughters, that's the the only. I, I anytime I put a spinning rod in Harper's hand, she's like, "Can I?" have the regular rod now <laughs> like because and it doesn't matter i wouldn't care she wouldn't care what kind of you know right. not yeah. that it matters but you, people assume that that you can't take your kids doing this stuff or that you can't introduce a kid a kid can do anything yeah all right anything they can. put a fly rod in their hand and take them instead of you being worried about you going fishing next weekend and you catching a bunch of fish you know take Take your children. Take your take children. Take, take somebody's else. kid or take somebody, somebody and their kid. kid. If you have yeah. a boat, man, what what better of a gift or right. what cooler of a thing to do for somebody and than hey, say, hey, I'm going to spend my time this weekend. You know, catching the fish chill. is just the bonus. It's yeah. a lot like we were saying a minute ago. It's all about being out there. 
Mm-hmm. Just being out in nature and and well, you know, we all. How did, we how all did, so how did you find the river, Ed? Like, what was your from? What drew you to the river? I guess. Well, I'd been on road touring, uh, off and on, you know, through my life, and and uh, went to a divorce. Uh, the last five years that I played, I played five nights a week at a club down in Little Rock. Um, Jimmy Doyle's uh, kind of semi-retired and moved back to Arkansas full time and went through divorce and my folks had moved from Pine Bluff uh, to Heber. And I mean, back in the early days, we camp up here when I was in school, you know, and, and Washtenaw and Lake DeGray and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, well, I mean, I'd been to him, was married, you know, um, I just moved up here close to my folks. I mean, they were getting older, and I mean, I traveled so much and away from home. I lived in Austin for several years, lived in Shreveport for nine years or eight or nine, uh, all over the country with my music. So I just I had a fifth wheel trailer and moved up here. I lived in that damn thing for nine years. Started out there by the park uh, in that little old bitty camp thing kind of across from the car wash by the park and then once after after i met jeff several years after the fly shop got broke into a couple times and they had a hookup back there but no power tom said yeah man i'd love for you to move your trailer down here you know and set it up and live here because that'd be you know help people from breaking in and they were breaking in so uh sure i did and at any rate uh i mean that's what brought me here and i wasn't a fly fisherman uh um on my side side duty that i did when i was in between bands or whatever i'd go to work for a motorcycle shop spinning wrenches selling parts selling bikes whatever full-time part-time even when we were putting shows together to go on the road i'd grab something and you know work it tell them hey you know if you need some help i'll you know i'm here so i had a little mechanical ability and i landed a job out at red apple uh they had a golf car fleet of 40 gas yamaha golf cars and still have a fleet of club cars now but at any rate uh I was their mechanic and helped out with, you know. Um, and you still work on, you still do golf car. Oh, absolutely. Stuff, right? You're Been a genius on about golf 20, carts. 20 years, yes, sir. <laughs> I do. That's one of my one of my many jobs. I, uh, I just do a little bit of several things. And and at any rate, uh, you know, Jeff got me kind of into, into interested naturally, hooked me uh, immediately. And, um, I mean, from, from there... Uh, I was doing that worked there 13 years and and the good thing about it they were real good with me doing guide trips because a lot of my guide trips people would come in and check in and they would ask the front desk about well we want to do some fly fishing or we'd want to go fishing on the river you know who we need to call because yeah just run over here to the pro shop see <laughs> wow. or 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 they they call over there and say hey if eb's not busy have him come over to the front desk you know and and so i'd go over and and well how when how long you be gonna be here you know a couple of days or what and and anyway i you know the the red apple allowed me to as a service to their customer 
take the next day off and take them fishing. fishing. And I did. And, and of course, I'd run it, run it through the angler, you know, so, you know, for Tom and because of Jeff. And, and uh, yeah, I mean, most of my business and in, in the repeat business even back then came from cool. that area and in groups. I mean, well, you know, mm-hmm. we get groups that come in and we'd go through the anger, get Tom, get Tony. I mean, we've all. And uh, anyway, that's, that, that's, that's how I got here, you know. That's amazing. Um, now, you started guiding. You and Jeff opened Ozark. No, no, no. Uh, Jeff came and we came here about the same time, but we didn't know each other for the first uh, two. Well, I met him, but I didn't know him well. I think he came in 94, and I came in here right at 95, uh, first year. And uh, I met him later on in 95, and uh, I didn't fish, fly fish. but he liked to play golf and we got to be good friends and of course i was single at the time you know because i was going through divorce or whatever and getting my son as a toddler or a little over a toddler uh on weekends holidays blah blah and um we ended up just being buddies and and every free minute that either one of us had at the same time, we would either go play golf, you know, which, I mean, I'm a hacker. He was a superintendent down in Florida and uh, around Melbourne area, Cocoa Beach. So that's how he had the connection to the, to the golf. sport fishing and everything. Well, and sport competition. Yeah. Well, he, yeah, he had a Mako down there with a motor on it, you know, it was a bay boat, I guess you could call it. And uh, of course he sold all that out. He actually wasn't even coming here to stay when he came, he came here and was headed to uh, Phoenix because one of his best buddies, that is a good friend of mine now, uh, Bill Walichko, uh grew up with him and Tom and John in, in Melbourne, uh, Florida. And Bill had moved out there with his job and Jeff was gonna go out there and see if, you know, try to get in with one of the golf courses out there because he got them everywhere in Arizona. You know, they're everywhere, Scottsdale flat. Anyway, so uh, he stopped through here because Jennifer and Tom were in Heber, Little Rock area. And Tom had to shop here. Billy Combs, I think, was one of the workers. Uh, Mike, Big Mike. Uh, oh, God. Anyway, um, they talked him into staying and and put him in the shop running this shop tom and them had just opened up a little shop in the corner of take a hike with uh, frank barton yep. down uh, around bowman road in little rock and uh just a very small corner of the shop and then branched out now he's got a you know big old place nice place down there of course he sold out what eight nine years yeah. ten years ago what it was to chad neely but uh you know, I mean, it is. You know, what was that line you had um, earlier today that Jeff or that uh, Jeff would tell people about uh, the he didn't know about the his time management. Um, Refresh my mind. Oh, he doesn't. He doesn't have enough time to. Get oh, it. yeah. Well, yeah. He he would. We would get. You know, we get a lot of clients in that that are in. You know, big positions and. Some of them, you know, like in the financial, you know, they're in, we, we say cubicles, they probably got offices, but whatever, but, but 
Jeff would have them out there, and first thing he would, one of the first things he'd say, he'd say, well, you know, welcome to my office, you know, and they're going, yeah, yeah, you know, you spoiled, lucky dog, you know, and he he'd work it around to where he'd go, uh, word it around, I guess. He goes, you know, he says, living here, man, I just I just don't have time to get nothing done. I can't get nothing done. I mean, I ain't got time to clean my house. I ain't got time to clean my truck. Ain't got time. By the time that I fish in the morning and play golf in the afternoon, I just ain't got time to do nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Had those priorities. You know, like, yeah, yeah, I mean, and of course they're going, you're probably telling the truth, and it pretty much was, you know. That's so cool. Over exaggerated a little bit. And Jess, I don't know that we said his last name, but for everybody that's listening, we're, we're talking about our our good buddy Jeff Hawthorne, who was a longtime guy there at the Ozark Angler and he's a legend on the all, legend on the yeah, little red. Yeah, all around great, great guy and a huge connection for a lot of the pe. I mean, a lot of the guys out here know one another. He through jeff and not not just the guys that are formed their own friendships as a big group unit but even the guys that are kind of loose acquaintances most of that like comfortableness is there because of jeff he was that guy on the river and we lost him uh in 15 he passed away uh and but always near and dear with us near, near and dear him and i were 20 year I, I can't my best recall. friend in life uh you know because i never really was set down anywhere i got a lot of good close friends i play music with right, but we right. play in this band and we may not play together again for two or three years and then he'd need a bass player and i'd call me and i was open and you know but this guy i saw him pretty much every day for well, you know a long time years and years and years i was gonna and, say i can't recall a time that i i mean there's lots of times i saw just you or jeff but the large majority of the time it was Eb and Jeff together. Like oh, you yeah. very rarely well, saw you know, his just Eb or just Jeff. You know, yeah, Jeff was notorious <laughs> for not answering his phone. <laughs> and then if you didn't leave a message and he had you in his address book, he wouldn't <laughs> I'm looking at this guy. He, he wouldn't even right he wouldn't here. even call you back <laughs> because you didn't leave him. He well if it was important he left me a message otherwise. So so all that being said, um that's just Jeff. I mean, that kind of got right. to be. That's yeah. Jeff. There's a saying about. Well, that's just that's Jeff. That's just you know how he da 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 da. You know he's he was funny. He was something else. Now for everybody out there that hates the fact that I do not respond <laughs> to voicemails and text messages, you now know that that's just a lasting tribute to well, Jeff. It, it, you you got that from him. Yes, you got to use code yeah. words to get Tony out of the cave, gotta, man. Hey, <laughs> It's just yeah, because I don't answer does not mean I don't love you. I know how to make sure he gets my message. I call, I text mama. I bust him out on that one. I'll, if I will hear from him a few days, yeah. I'll try to get a hotel him. I'll text, I'll text uh, Sandra and go, Taylor. hey. She, she makes me call people. She goes, <laughs> all right, he didn't see the calls, but I, I'm going to, I'll tell him, and she does. She'll, she'll do it. You know, <laughs> that is a rascal. Man, uh, tell. Speaking of that, tell uh, about your your in laws there. They're, tell everybody a little bit about Fat Possum and oh, Tony's get Tony and uh, his family over there and his wife's family. Taylor have a beautiful beautiful property and oh, um, I'm, I'm fortunate a, enough just that beautiful place. My father in law, great uh, people, uh, great owns people. and owns and operates and lives on Fat Possum Hollow. Just a a, a big 
uh, you know, ranch, farm, piece of land, however you want to say it. it it's privately gated. And uh, goodness, I'd be lying now if I said, uh, I guess there's probably like 15 uh, individual cabins on it, a guest house, a bunkhouse. It's set up to accommodate people coming in to stay the week. Just, you know, it's, it's there to accommodate people. Uh, it's, it's on the river and the, the cabins, all the guest cabins are right on Scronter Shoal and a really nice piece of waiting water. And, uh, you know, it's got a regular old farm pond in it. It's got a bill dance design bass lake on it. It's, it's horses per, it, it, yeah horses it, it's yeah. wide open spaces it's got <laughs> woods it's got river going through it's it's got the barn up top which is the the social hangout area where all kinds of important discussions Dude, some, had. some of the and, world's problems oh, get yeah. solved big, up in that barn a big fireplace and just an all-around great place and so that's um you know that that's that's home turf i'm very fortunate i, I was you know I was jokingly going to say earlier that when we were talking about the river that I always get all sappy with it and uh, can honestly tell everybody that everything that I have in my life basically is, is from the river because even my wife. So, you know, I'd been hanging out at Fat Possum, just going out there to talk fishing with folks and hang out and ended up meeting, ended up meeting Taylor through being out there. So, so that's a, that's a very special place. Too. It, but it's, it's, it a, crazy it's a really house. great place for anybody uh, any people listening from Memphis have probably heard about it, maybe stayed out there, but it's just a really fun place to be out here on the river. Too much fun. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great piece of You got a big old land. group in the bunkhouse. Well, it's yeah, too much it fun. Get, it, it, fishing, that, that uh, 8 o'clock pickup sometimes turns into 10 yeah. o'clock, 10.30. Well, you know, you know what it is. They, they come over, they're all hyped. They hadn't been here. There's a group. Sadie, your tail's bumping the mic. We got Miss Sadie in here loving and, on us. Uh, at any rate, you know, they, they they have a tendency to kind of overindulge the night, the first night. And it's always best if you overindulge oh, the yeah. second night. But you got them out in the morning. If they do show up at 7, it's probably 8.30. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, and, and they all feel really, really rough. Oh, yeah. You know. And for well, those it's a great all, idea to get on a boat, right? Oh, <laughs> After yeah. you've been drinking all night. My uh, little, my might little, wobble a little bit. I hear you, man. It, <laughs> it'll. Uh, I've seen a lot of them. You know, go hey man, uh, seven thirty, eight thirty in the morning. You know, hey, you got a beer? Anybody <laughs> bring any beer? Uh, I feel bad. You know, I got to take a bite of the dog that bit them. You <laughs> know, or whatever. It's a, hair of the dog. Hair of the dog. Yeah. yeah. Whatever the story is. Yeah. So, but I know y'all have been to it because we oh all we've have, all been you know, we I mean, have all been there even I mean it's almost to the point now I mean that's such a tried and true story that if you know it's a big guys group coming in you almost know when you're talking to your guide buddies right. figuring out the next morning it's like well we're supposed to meet them at seven forty five yeah there ain't no way we're going to be ready and, to go and Fat Possum not long ago uh, Quincy was putting a group together right Quincy Morrison out of ten uh, well he's in Jackson yeah he's in Mississippi now, now right. Uh, anyway, he, he, and I told him, you know, up front, I said, now look, man, y'all be, be careful that first night, Quincy, cause I don't know how many times I've took him out, you know, oh, guided yeah. them and all that, that they felt terrible. I said, now y'all party on the second, well, we did them two days, you know, and by golly, they did, they behaved pretty well, you know, <laughs> stayed up a little late, right, but, but it wasn't awful. But and one of them won the drinking contest, you know. But but it all worked out good. And then, uh, 
you know, got them for the second day, and it was it was good. It was a good trip. <laughs> but yeah, well, that's Fat Possum in, in that little uh, bar lounge or whatever oh, yeah. you call it. Yeah, yep, the good old Fat Possum. Fat Possum. FatPossumHollow.com if anybody wants to absolutely. Check it out. And there's uh, it's very weightable for those of y'all that don't go on a boat. Um, you can get out there and wade fish. Uh, right now, it's uh, coming into water. a real good time of year to be there. Mike fishing egg. Night fish, night fishing down Mike. there too. Yeah. No, I said Mike. Mike. I said night fishing. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. If the water's down, yeah, night fishing is good. You know too. It's a so. it's a beautiful show right there. Oh, yeah, Tony, what was place. your what was your craziest? Well, I mean. Picking somebody up or fishing with somebody, having them in your boat, and you recall a time. I, I think my, my this is my de facto answer to that question, and it might not be the craziest, but it's you know kind of on that nightmare scale. And I had fished with <laughs> I had fished with the guys all day. Funny. And uh, if you're out there, I'm sorry, I'm telling the story on you. But at the end of the day, and this is how I'd always done it up to this point. Needless to say, this was several years ago. But drove it was at. Uh, it was at Lobo Landing, and the water was on. The day was done. Water had hit us, you know, and so we just came back in on the water, parked my boat there, and I was like, hey, guys, watch the boat for me. I'll be right back in, drive down, and we'll be out of here. And I back down, and the boat's gone. And they, <laughs> and, and, they, and, and, they, and they pointed it right out to me, you know. They're like, your boat floated away. Why like, didn't you hold it? Yeah, One you know, job. Yeah. And so I yeah. started, like, stripping down. And they're like, what are you going to do? It's like, I got to go swim. I got to go get my boat, you know. Right. But from that day forward, that, I can say that that guide trip officially changed the way I do things. Because from that oh, point absolutely. forward, I've always said, hold the boat. Don't let the boat float away. Right. Versus and just put, saying, drop your anchor, watch whatever, the boat. But you know, just so watch like, the don't boat. let the boat float away. Right. That's right. the bad or the bad thing about learning curve it, with boats is that you usually happened. have to learn the hard way. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. most stuff. And, well, we were, we had a group trip, and you were guiding. I think can't remember if you were guiding with Herb, was here from Colorado from Yampa, uh, or what? But we were at Dripping, and. Uh, Jeff and myself, and I, I'm not going to use his name because I don't embarrass him. Oh, we had a group trip, and we're all pulling out about the same time, and <laughs> our clients are up in the parking lot, and uh, Tony comes over, and we're buttoning up our boats, and the clients are all visiting, and da 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 and Tony comes over and says, hey, guys, said, uh, so-and-so needs our help, and... You know, we kind of look like what he's. Everybody else's boat's out, but this one. And he goes, "Yeah," he said. Uh, he topped his boat off his trailer coming up the ramp, and I mean, he dropped it all the way off, <laughs> all the way going up oh, Dripping Springs. And we had we had a heck of a time getting it up in the front and and the guy had just oh, got no. his boat back from having a new bottom on it not two weeks week two second trip maybe <laughs> and of course we boogered up the the, oh, the, yeah. the back you know the transom the floor where the four meets transom it'll buff but, out but no right? it was it was, <laughs> it was beyond yeah, buffing it was, <laughs> it was missing gel coat all the way across we had to get it I mean, what, six, eight oh, foot yeah, in was, the yeah. nose? I mean, yeah. they're long boats. They're 20 foot plus, you know, 26, 20, 20 foot seven, 20 foot six, and 20 foot nine on some brands, uh, manufacturers. But anyway, 
so we get the boat up and and get the trailer started under it and then as he backs the trailer back into it sadie quit bumping your tail on the mic please um we have to get there had to be four or five of us on oh, the yeah. nose of the boat to pull the boat down on the trailer. With big old Herb like being there to help. Right, you know? and Jeff was no little pumpkin. Right. I mean, well, he was a little pumpkin. He wasn't, yeah, he wasn't no little. Yeah, they were the meat. They of were the, the meat. Operation. <laughs> we had them up on the very far nose, and me and Tony yeah. on their side, and, 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 you know, trying to pull it down. But anyway, we finally got the winch strap on it, and cranked it down enough that it was off the concrete and then we got our weight on it again and what we should have probably done just backed it back we'll into the out. water once we got it as off. i'm hearing the story once like, we got <laughs> off but we were we were yeah. doing and all of our clients were up there on, oh, the, yeah. on the hill all the way all of them were lined up up there just watching this bobo that oh, just yeah. happened it should have never happened that's, you know yeah. that's a tough thing though yeah. is it I I consciously always check that strap before I pull up just because I've heard oh, that's yeah. oh, yeah. not that particular story, but stories about guys losing oh, yeah. their boats. That's general that. warning for you folks. Like put that strap when you, on when you before. got rollers on it oh, or yeah. what they call slicks on your bunks. You know, uh-huh. I don't I don't have gone. those. I just yeah. I mean it's I gone. don't have those, but I don't unhook my boat till I get down no, to the water no, as I, we did today. Yeah, you know, I, I, I mean never unhook mine and. Now I may bring it up where it's a foot off of the off of the bunk, you know, but it's hooked. Right, right. It ain't going nowhere, and then crank it up because it's just as it's easy easier to, to pull up when it's on when you're not uphill. Yeah, right. And 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 my butt was sitting in the back when you were <laughs> wishing it. Uh, I missed it about a foot. It was good having that, you know. It wasn't everybody but, wasn't up no. out there trying to crank it up. It was I know easy. It. I know it, but still, yeah, that's another funny story. I, I'd love to say who it is, but I'm not going to embarrass him. Yeah, <laughs> I love. I think he, we've all had a, our share. He's a, he's, a, he's a brother to yeah, me. I, I yeah. you know, honorary old fart, just like me. Yeah, man. That but I we, think everybody. Tony said this. I think everybody has that learning. That you know, you the first. I don't want to say the first, but you learn stuff the hard way so much that it's nice to be able to listen to everybody that's learned all this stuff. oh i have a comment i have a comment i'd like to make about your first cast podcast dude yeah uh, let's start you brought up you yeah. brought up a good friend of all of ours uh, george Bourne. Uh, yep. okay and uh-huh. y'all, y'all talked about his wreck and i mean it was really a serious serious deal and he bounced back relatively quick i mean it wasn't much he could do but he did come back in and start working the shop he was sitting in there with his neck brace and i had texted talked with him some during all that time and uh at any rate i walked in i think randy goins was in with him and uh in the shop and and it just hit me you know i went in and i said well how you doing george airborne (laughs) and i thought randy was going to lose it we busted out laughing so i so i i tease him Thank God he's safe and well and good and bounced back like he has. Really phenomenal. That's Uh, crazy, man. But you guys remember, y'all see him out somewhere. Go, hey, Airborne, everything okay? He knows. He'll know exactly where it came from. (laughs) Bless his heart. (laughs) Oh man. Well, I'll have to. I can't. I said this last week. I'm gonna have him on. Hopefully, if he want, you know, if he has a time or if he wants to sit down. Well, when you call, when you talk to him to get him talk to him about coming on, just go, hey, Airborne, you want to come on? (laughs) 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 Podcast. 
He'll know exactly That's where it great. came from. Uh, he's well, a dandy. It's a good community we're in. It's a good or network, I guess, it, is more what I'm trying to say that that we're in. You oh know, yeah, I, the I, guides. I agree. I don't know that he gets Jeez. appreciate appreciated enough because I mean, I think about my story. I'm hearing all these stories that we're telling. I mean, if you really think about it, I don't know that there's really that many fisheries out there that have you know guide operations on them of different outfits where everybody i mean i i could sit here and go down a laundry list of names that have been extremely helpful and open on this river to me like you know just from meeting them and the, i mean that list is even if they're not your best friend like i i don't there and then in the category of somebody that you would be like well they were just you know, rude. It, it just we have a really good group of guys out here absolutely. fishing the river, yeah. working the river. I mean, it, we really do have. A it great, don't have great, to be a cutthroat business, right? Right. <laughs> and it's, well, somebody somebody told me this um, a few days ago. They said, you know, everything that I learned, somebody taught to me, and in one way, shape, or form, any knowledge that you have was passed down. From somewhere, and whether you've modified things here or there, we all have with fishing. You kind of do your thing a certain way. Maybe this guy does his a certain way, but at the end of the day, it's all right. You know, kind of. The oh, same. I got no problems letting people know I got nothing. Right there. <laughs> there's nothing. Ori- there's nothing original coming out of this brain. Like I, oh, I, I do yeah. things that I have learned from other people. That's oh, absolutely. Right, man. And uh, you just take it and you you use it. Well, you know. You know, no one's no one's no one. Coming in the business when I did, the sport, whatever, uh, some of the old guys, I, I mean, I'm talking very little boat guiding, right. fly fishing. It was mostly waiting. Billy Combs, what a character. God rest his soul. Could be mean as a snake, unreared and a bear, and dang great teacher. Very Was he a local guy? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, he he, uh, I he never he's knew really that. the one that really took Jeff. He was working the shop for Tom and him, and uh, yeah, he he's the one that really kind of took Jeff under his right. wing and taught him shop duty, time flies, blah blah blah. And then I don't know, Tom Wells was was one. So, uh, so they probably, probably knew the river before pre dam then. I mean, uh, they might have. I I don't know where they were from, but I know fly fishing was their thing. Billy was a little old short guy. He was big, big old guy. Diabetes got him. I mean, he had a leg amputated and foot amputated, and then another one. Anyway, finally passed. But but uh, we wore neoprene waders. They didn't have the breathables back then. I mean, that's what you got neoprene and of course being an orvis outfit right. which the store was then uh <laughs> oh dear oh billy had to get customs uh, made you know because he was short and round i mean i'm serious he he might have weighed 400 pounds he's a big man but anyway tom wells i think it was tom that said he come in one day in a new pair after a trip and still had his waders on and tom goes Billy, I bet they had to kill a bunch of neoprene to make that new set of waders. You know, <laughs> you know. They got the big but, I mean, things like that. Yeah. When I'm at that beginner stage, 
you know, just the camaraderie of quality, knowledge, people, guys, uh, Phil Farrell got it for them. Uh, you know, I mean, was Mr. Donnie. Uh, Donnie Heisman. You oh, know, right. I mean, this was back, you know, 20 years ago, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, he's still up there. At well, the yeah, shop yeah, all yeah, the time. yeah, yeah. He still helps him out he's, working. But, I mean, he was he was guiding. He was weight guiding. We were all in that mode of starting to buy boats right. and going into the longboat end of it. Um, but, you know, just uh, the funniness, the camaraderie, the open arms. Oh, I mean, you better have more than one feeling in your pocket. You better brought a pocket full because they're going to hurt that first one immediately. Uh, the second one's going to get hurt pretty quick. And then the second one, you might as well throw three or four out your pocket real quick. And then, you know. But, it's a weird yeah. concept that a lot of people today don't get the more that people. Yeah, that's pick how you know you. you're in. You yeah, know, I mean, like, yeah. At the fire yeah. department, that was a big thing was like if you. if. Everybody was quiet and didn't give you a really hard time. Well, then they, they probably they didn't, didn't like care. <laughs> they didn't like you. Yeah, you're, they didn't care for you very much. Yeah, but you know, it just and it's still the same way. Only you guys are carrying it on right. from where I mean, I came in and yeah. and and five years after you did, there's people that have came in five years behind you that have got the ability. Mm-hmm. And the knowledge and the paid their dues and really know, I mean, a professional guide. I mean, a right. veteran, a veteran guide, a successful guide. I mean, as we all said, I think I said it earlier today. <laughs> I can sell somebody. Well, it don't matter if I sell them a boat. You can go buy a guide license, and and as as a lot of my, I think Billy started this, but now I are a guide. You know, I right. can and guide for hire, and uh, and not really know the river, not really know, but one area. You know, I mean, and and I mean, you guys were, and and I mean, not that it matters. There's guys that you need to learn the way. You need to learn mm-hmm. north. You need to go out west. You need to go to. Hey, we used to go up in in into lower, uh, lower Missouri, uh, smallmouth well, fishing. Uh, 11 point, uh, fishing Arkansas Crooked Creek, fishing Buffalo, and and kick boats, you know, a little inflatable pontoon, whatever, can whatever, and 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 learn, learn how to guide, pay your dues, and be a good guide instead of one that just goes out there and oh, well, we caught three fish today, and I mean, some days it's that way for us, but we don't, you know. But uh, I don't think you even have to be a guide. I mean, just think about that. If for what's a, a fishing license and a trout stamp, if you're a resident, is fifteen bucks. If you're a non-resident, it's like thirty-five. All together. And if you want like a guide, a trout permit, it's forty dollars and fifty cents. So for, for let's say a, a you know Cheap. for a very small amount, you you have access to pretty much some of the right and it's not like out west say. where you have to yeah. go through an outfitter for so many years and you have to cpr would be a great thing y'all brought yeah. it up david did yeah uh, would be a good thing for arkansas to say you need to be qualified ever so many however often you got to be quite you know re-qualified because you never know when you have no cell phone service on this river oh. and you're on the lower river I'm gonna guarantee you, when you get down at bottom of Horseshoe or down below 
Pembroke Bridge or at Bub Pembroke, but you ain't got no cell phone service. Something happens, you need to take well, charge but, and at least know something about it. The, now the problem with with that I could see right words, now that we more, in the future more restrict, need, not restrictions, more qualifications. Oh yeah, no. I, uh, the problem and I wouldn't mind with it being more do. money. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, the, the, the game fish would would gain. Oh, that's cheap. That's a cheap fishing line. Oh yeah, in my I mean, opinion. We're like for, that's what I'm saying. For you to be able to just go, well, like, all you have to do talking, is get yeah. up off the couch and go do it. It's out there. It's free. Right. Or I don't want to say free, but it's very inexpensive. The, the license and trout permit itself is yes. I'm yeah. just saying it's very, very, very cheap for all the other states to be a guide for twenty five bucks. You know, I mean, oh, I can. And I no, and no quality. I, I feel like no, 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 nothing to take. You know, no, no education needed. You know, the, just go. The paperwork you know? and the hoops that you have to jump through. That I jumped through. Oh yeah, guide still had an organ for two months. Absolutely, for two months. Go with and that. I mean, it is. You know, you are not going to be out there guiding if you're not. Exactly. Straight up, legit professional. I mean, right. they crack down on and it. See, it's Certainly, since ways. we're full, you, you know, year round you here, especially, you would think insurances would like Outfitters Insurance. You have to provide so much documentation of your current boat registrations, and I mean, it, it's a it's a well, big, that's big, what big I was deal. When I said out west, I mean Montana, same way. Mm-hmm. You got to work under a outfitter as a guide for so many years, and he's got to okay you to go on your own to outfit or guide. You know, and, and it costs you, and you have to go through schools. I mean, even some training. I mean, for your, you know, uh, ability to to perform uh, medical emergency right. if happens. You well, know, so, and there has been some. Well, uh, I'll, fortunately, I'll, I haven't had any. I'll one, say one this thing: right. I think we need to work on is for one thing. I don't call it a project. One thing we could do is so CPR. If if somebody does. Let's say you've got a problem in the boat and there's, you know, they go into cardiac arrest because of it. CPR is useless without an AD, um, especially if it's in that because of the position you're going to be at on the water and the time it, it takes. Now Absolutely. It, it's you have to have an AD somewhere. Um, and I mean, that's not me just like i can well, tell you from well, you're trained you're trained you've from got your... to have an ad and if it's not within Absolutely. that five minute range of them going down then the odds decrease you know drastically Absolutely. so i don't think a bad idea would be having AEDs at boat ramps and, maybe and an AED waterproof box on a tree somewhere AEDs are cheap now and yeah and i'm not saying i mean I'm not telling anybody to get on that or anything because I. No, but you, know, you just never it, know. It is an issue, and, I think. And a lot of states, not we're not one of them, but a lot of states see to it that in order to get a guide license, this is my whole point. I brought it up a minute ago. In order to get a guide license, you have to have some schooling, and and even if it i mean like you said i mean money pay more I'm, game fish could charge hundred dollars a year they're they're beat, beefing up their profit by 75 bucks but make us be able to do some kind you know what i'm saying educated where we can use that where we have to have one on the boat i mean i'm all about that you know because mm-hmm. last thing you want is for somebody to die and then and and that's where i mean i'm 
I've got commercial insurance. I mean, uh, thank God uh, for Bissell and <laughs> <in> AF, <laughs> AFFTA. I was going to say, uh, they've got a program. Uh, yeah, you know, I'm on it. It's a collective amongst well, all the guys. But, I mean, and it covers us, what, two million mm-hmm. acre at one million. But, but there's a lot of guys out there that don't have any insurance. I mean, I, I'm, I'm sure I know, but uh, it's not a good idea. I don't ever want to trust mine. I've been paying. It's very affordable for what you get uh through the af american fly fishing trade association there's some other perks that come with that but just being a member and then you're in this group with the guys in montana and the guys in colorado and the guys where you're at and you know uh they finally branched it out but you know just your insurance for just a a guide is like cheap right right uh I turned Dom onto it a while back. He was getting eat up with his shop and and heck, man. I mean, they cover. You know, they gave him a great break on his mm-hmm. shop, on him, on all of his guides. If you're if you get if you're ten ninety nine, which my guides are all independents, uh, but if you ten ninety nine your guides for another hundred twenty five dollars per guide for that year, you got coverage, two million dollars, one million aggregate mm-hmm. for any you know any incident. Uh, per incident right and uh i mean it's it just especially on a moving body of water <laughs> they do yeah, yeah yeah moving body of water with no cell service in a, a per area where it's going to take you a while to get to the boat ramp you ain't got cell service to have an ambulance meet you there if you ain't in the right spot it's dripping you still ain't got no cell service when you get in the parking right. lot you know i mean but uh what? I would tell this story to stress this point because so for a lot of folks that are listening, you know, like the insurance part of it, God's part of it there, that doesn't apply to them. But something that I do think applies to everybody that I do think should be more and more and more stressed is not only for guiding, but first aid CPR certification is huge. And I'll, because so, and you you think of these big horrendous, like when am I going to use this and this big deal? But, you know, because of Alaska, we have to do a pretty, intensive first aid cpr well, hope you never have to do and, and was, you hope you never hope have to you do never it but, but to, you yeah. train and you train you and have so to you, be. and last i guess it was the year before last year uh out in oregon so of all places to use it we're having lunch and we're sitting there talking and we're eating burritos and one guy's talking and he kind of like laughs and then there's no sound and like you look over and he is he's bent down you choking. know, hands on it, so he's choking. Like, wow. it, I mean, he is choking. It's like I'm yelling at him as I'm running. It's like make a sound for me, and he can't make a sound. And the guy that's closest to him immediately runs over to start. Like he's like slapping his back, and it's like no, no, no. Yeah, you're just gonna like make it go further down his windpipe. Right. And, and the first time, the only time that I've ever had to use the Heimlich maneuver Heimlich was maneuver. right then. Ran right, and there was no thinking about it. Have practiced it and ran behind him. One strong boom, it's out. He's breathing. And, you know, and it, it, everybody's like, oh, you saved his life. And you're like, well, it was, we did the Heimlich maneuver, you know. Somebody had but to you did save but, his life. But you did. <laughs> I mean, and you and did. it's like right there, just having seen it and not having that indecision, knowing it well enough to notice, yell at the person to stop, like, slamming them on their back. Right. And, like, I mean, and that's just how quickly. And then we just laugh about it and went back to fishing. And it was right. it was no big deal. But that was because of first aid and cpr training if it hadn't been if, if you've never done the heimlich and you're indecisive about it and oh how am i supposed well, to do this and you're pushing in wrong 
You yeah. might sit there and watch your fishing buddy like have a expire. I think, you I think know, it's a so. good idea for exactly right. anybody. Yeah, so <laughs> like just it is. Like, I mean, not just anybody, in our that business. That was just kind of a stress, like if for not me, water to, who, yeah, well, well, I mean, and because especially we're, for guides, yeah, like, but, because we're in yeah. areas that there is no way to get a hold of nobody, uh-huh. even though we all have this sweet cell phone on our hip or in our pocket or whatever. There's places we mm-hmm. don't get that and. Yeah. And we're there in, in some areas for a good while before you're going to get any, you know. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I think it's something that uh-huh. I'd love to well, see. Well, maybe we I'd could get a group of, uh, I've got, I mean, I've got at least five different six people I could call right now. And yeah. we could have a big CPR first mm-hmm. aid class. It'd be great. And, and, night that and a group of guys uh, wanted to get together and yeah, do that. Well, that's for everybody else to make that happen. That's, that's just yeah. a good thing to do. And know. that's not just for the guys. I mean, it's yeah. for the guys that bring their buddies in yeah. that, that have boats that go. And then, mm-hmm. I mean, you just never know. Yeah, out there having you a good know. time. And, and you be, never know. be okay with like seeing a guide and or somebody else in the parking lot. Like, I feel like when I was first getting started i didn't ask people enough questions like you know or, or be humble enough yeah. in the fact that like yeah it's okay like hey man i don't know where i'm going i'm sorry which side do you right. want me to go on i've seen that right. no. <laughs> right. like, to, like today <laughs> yeah <laughs> i mean uh, you, you that stuff you learn over time just no i wasn't talking about to today but that's a good you no know, I, I was talking yeah, we were, about the story back when you first so started when, you know. when i first started guiding i uh Past Ebb, <laughs> below Mossy Shoals, right there on the. He's going to tell us. I wasn't going to say a word about it. I know, but it. <sighs> well, I mean, I did it too. We've all done you it. Know? Yeah, it, was it just bad. didn't have to be you. We, we've <laughs> you all know? done it. For anybody out there listening, we've all absolutely. done it. I ran about. Absolutely. I don't know, probably like four feet from the side of your boat. Well, with, I could have reached out there the and side, popped you with my oar, maybe. On the side you know, that his clients were, that were fishing, fishing on. on but, right on the drop-off. I mean, right in the money. But, you, you, but to, you did what you were told, and, <laughs> and the deepest channel is on River Left, and that's where you were headed. And they have it guaranteed on that drop-off. Politely, you know, that's like I said, you know, <laughs> what was I going to do? Throw some five or six X at you? You know what's and, funny, though? Is that, and it break off on you, you know? No, I wouldn't have done that. If if you had had been an ass and you were a gentleman you were a gentleman we wouldn't be sitting here hanging out and talking you know right that's how stuff works out be nice you were a gentleman we were out at the ramp afterwards and you came straight over i mean i never frowned about you know i'm just going in over here there's a lot more water over here you know and you were more than a gentleman and came up and apologized i go no man don't worry about it i know well that's where it told me to go, and, and that's where you need to go, you know. I mean, but People we didn't have talk. enough water. You know, you were just, I was in the same situation, <laughs> and I just, I'm not telling, just thank God it wasn't y'all. I did it too. <laughs> or y'all could tell the story on me, and I'm not even going to go, you know, I'm not going to go there. Right. Yeah, know? we now they have cell phones that can record basically anything. So we're kind of in a, yeah, in a pickle well, too. Well, when we were, when, when I first started out, we didn't have cell phones. Right. So you couldn't, somebody and, video and, you did. And the it. ones we had, they just called. Right. And we couldn't watch the weather and stuff. And, well, they wouldn't let us stay out until the last minute. That, well, they that. would, we didn't have that app for the weather. And we're down wherever on the water. And we know there's thunderstorms possible coming in that day. And, we're watching the sky like, I mean, that's where I grew up anyway, because yep. we didn't have all the 
technology we have now. But we tried and tried and tried to get Brother Tom to let us put a television and cable or whatever, right back when it was four cable, we'd get an antenna. So we could monitor that, and then we had the flip phones and uh, Nokia's, and, right. you know, stupid phones back then. I mean, if you look back. And the shop guy could go, hey, man, you know, y'all look out does it you know blah blah get under a dock or whatever y'all got some <laughs> uh, no no we were just watching lightning pop and then then it pow you know and pouring buckets on us you know i mean we'd see it come thunderhead come in you know and of course we'd get under anybody's dock yeah. we're trespassing arrest me uh, like, hey, we- arrest me i'll come get my boat <laughs> later you know impound it i couldn't look it that radar you know on- but we couldn't look yeah. see we couldn't see where it was tracking and and all the years that we have been able to, I was in it two weeks ago, three weeks ago on a Monday that I'm looking and going, oh, it's pouring on us. I mean, and I had two ladies, one blessed, blessed friend, Samantha Tanner, and one of her girlfriends, the first time she'd ever come, and just doing a half day, and man, it dropped the bottom out, and and we had to snatch up in somebody's dock. I don't know whose it was. And it's pouring buckets. They have no rain gear with them. And, of course, I do. You know, we have to outfit for... Anyway, we wait and we wait. And we look at this line, squall line coming through. And it's just yellow rain, yellow rain. And it's coming straight over. It's not like it's moving east or west at all, you know. We sat in that dock for at least 45 minutes. And it didn't really lighten up. And finally, I, the girl said, well, let's go. And I said, okay, you know, it doesn't look like it. So I get life jackets so they can, because it stings like BBs right. when you're running real oh, fast yeah. up the river. And, of course, I got my gear on. And, and uh, man, when we got up, I let them out at Lobo at the dock. And, st- and go inside. Mm-hmm. Well, they weren't open, but they got under mm-hmm. the canopy. And, and Phil, uh, Landry and his clients, the uh, father-son that was out that day, they were tucked up under there waiting on the rain. I guess he had a full day. And uh, anyway, just got hammered on. But, I mean, we we had the luxury to realize it ain't leaving. It, you know, it's yeah. not going away. It's going to be well here. We might as well go and make a run for it. Right. You know, if you girls are willing. Right. And they were. And, of course, I mean, you well, know. Well, they got all wet. My, um, well, yeah, I didn't have like towels for them to dry. I mean, I had a cu- I carry a couple of golf, right. golf towels, like in you know, but I gave them those that were dry where they could dry their face and hands. And my seats in my truck were wet. I was sitting on towels for two or three days. You know, I'm, I'm just leaky when it but, rains. You know, I don't know why, just, man. I just, just I you leak. leak. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I, it doesn't matter. I'm gonna get wet, man. I'm, well, that no day, actually, that day, <laughs> I, I, had, I had shorts on, and, and my shorts got a little wet before I, because the bottom fell out before I could get in the dock. But then I put my rain jacket on, and it didn't leak, but my T-shirt, my long sleeve tee was sticking out like uh, the A4. So it was getting wet. Well, yeah, and then by the time I get out, I got this big old wet spot here and on my back, because mm, it's, it's absorbing like yep. a towel, you know. <laughs> And so I was wet under my rain suit or top. I didn't put my pants on. I should have, but uh, or or just tucked that up under the jacket. But at any rate, you know, it's it's. I'm sure y'all have been in that same situation. Well, let me see here, guys. We are 
at an hour and 20 minutes. That's a long time. <laughs> and that fly by. We should have just done about 30. <laughs> uh, uh, if you're still listening, yeah, I love you so much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you're still listening, uh, yeah, good on you. God, yeah. God bless you. <laughs> you know. That's right. Well, before, uh, before we go, um, you know, kind of whatever you guys want to tell people, um, you know, about uh, the river or you know yourself tell them kind of where to find you at um where to look you up all that good stuff you got anything you just want a good karma you want to throw out there uh go ahead tony i think what i would say and i mean because this is just this is the kick that i'm on right now this is where i'm at in my in my personal life in my guiding but uh and and sitting here talking to this it just really reinforces it like i just want to stress to people out there you know, I know for me, my entirety of my fishing career is just this long list of thank yous from, you know, I, I could just start going down the list of Rick Rasnick, Pey- Peyton Rose, Jeff Hawthorne, Eb Estes, Phil Landry, Robert Finney, Tom Gazaway, Jamie Rouse, Matt Milner, Cameron. I mean, it's just, it's this long list of all these people who have been incredibly open and kind to me and, and willing to teach and just open the door. All I've, all I've had to do in my guiding career is walk through open doors and, and the sense of camaraderie that came when I first, the thing that really made fishing so awesome to me was coming out here in the family. Like once I met like the fishing guys out here and like being a part of that family and then like being a part of the guide family and then, you know, Rainbow King and like Gus and everything that he's taught me up there and, and kind of, becoming part of that family and it's all these all of these things that part of what makes it so cool is becoming part of that family and that fraternity of guys however you want to try to say it so I, I would just stress to everybody out there we're all on the thing that i'd try to preach to everybody is that we're all on different fishing arcs we all might fish for different reasons like we get different things from it how we want to fish where we want to fish what we're about but just you know being open with each other and like instead of putting reasons between having fishing buddies like just just looking at everybody as a potential fishing buddy somebody to be warm to and i think the the more warm we are and the more we're just happy to see anybody out there fishing because a little kid with his dad out there throwing power bait might be the next big thing that you know masters whatever type of new fishing technique just if we're out there fishing be friendly to everybody make sure that the river is as fun of a place that it can possibly be absolutely and more and more people are going to want to come out there and be a part of that fun that's just a, absolutely you know making sure that it's all about knowing that we're out there to have fun that's right man that's, that's absolutely right and Ed, you got anything you want to say yeah just uh i mean get out there and do it whether it's with one of us or whatever river uh it may be uh whatever style fishing uh take a kid fishing take your wife fishing take your uncle fishing take your nephew fishing get out there and enjoy this 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 beautiful wonder that we have in this very pleasurable very easy not necessarily easy to catch fish but it's not a physical sport uh mental it sometimes it can be (laughs) you know uh we all get aggravated but uh but yeah just uh you know just stick with it and uh 
you know, come see us. Uh, you can find me at uh, www.ozarkflyguides.com, or I can give you about three other emails. Because <laughs> I do more than just guide. But, but I want to say this for, uh, for everybody that's out there that's listening. Uh, not only is he some – not not only where, – where he is not only important as a guide, but to most of the guides out here, R&R Longboat Sales and the work yeah. he does – with jet motors like Eb, so glad you brought that up Eb, so guys this up. guy right here will keep you running and i cannot stress that enough well, uh, there the, there's the money jet pump, save, the jet pump the jet pump but in that but that's that's times. what everybody out there listening is going to mess up is that jet pump because yep. you're not going to take care of your grease if the way you, you don't should. grease it up you're going to be, gonna be to grease we all have had to y'all see y'all remember you. that picture of the blown bearing yep. on facebook yep. it got yep. plastered everywhere yeah but, I think I know who's bearing that might have been. There's a couple of them. <laughs> but, but just know that, that Eb, I mean, I can say, I, I know for Cameron and I both sitting in this room, there are there's money that would not be in our pocket if uh, it was not for this He's man been a right lifesaver. Well, I mean, in, you know, well, I'm one of the last year. time that mine started messing up, um, you or, overnighted. We had I had to. a guide trip. Yeah, because I had a guide trip yeah. the day after. And he got me in two days. Well, I keep, I keep the basics rocking. in stock for all the common models for jet pump repair and services but when you need a drive shaft i don't stock that for <laughs> right. i don't stock that for every application right. i greased uh, it every once in a well, while and, and, and you know the, 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 okay. the, the funny story I, I mean to me it's funny now it wasn't funny when it happened because i had to see what he had to spend to get it fixed but he gets that brother-in-law deal that guy deal <laughs> i'll tell you that but uh Oh yeah, I grease it. I grease it all the time. I grease it all the time, and and I'm and I get in there. There's hardly any grease in. I'm going okay. It's something something's going on. What kind of grease? You know, there's certain grease guns. There's a certain grease you need to use. Two four C Quicksilver or Mercury. Two four C. Don't use anything else. If for y'all that are listening, if you're using marine bearing grease from AutoZone or one of the parts houses or Walmart, it's for your wheel bearings, and it's not a high temp, high uh, RPM bearing grease for these bearings that are turning 6,000 RPMs where your trailer tires turn like 800 at 70 miles an hour. So you know what I'm saying. In other words. Yeah. But, but at any rate, once that bearing fails uh, due to not greasing it, there's only thirty thousandths of an inch, and I mean that's not. Your sleeve is probably thicker than that uh-huh. on your shirt. Uh, when it falls, it can only go that far, and when it's running seven, eight thousand RPM, it's like tears up everything. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I, I hate to see it when it happens, but finally I got them to admit on some of them <laughs> uh, yeah I could, I could probably grease it more often <laughs> I there. oh I grease it every uh, time you know that and thing I'm was dry as a powder house yeah. when he zipped me when I, you can tell like, me man, you can, you can tell me grease. what you want but once I get inside it I know if you're telling me and the can, truth I can know? tell oh, when I, it's so hard to remember when I tore mine up and I called Ev I was like Ev I haven't greased my unit in forever and it yeah you you were very honest I haven't greased it in forever and I'm pretty sure ruined it yeah and uh <laughs> you know and i mean like drive shafts and the carrier that the bearing rides in and drive shaft rides in i don't i don't stock those uh a lot of times you know you you tear those up poor taylor wooten he he had a grease leak and him and matt were going out on the white at night 
few years ago and in Taylor's boat and Taylor had taken it to one of the marine places up there dealer that sells the jets but they're not really working on them I mean they sell the jet and if you need a part they'll just order the whole assembly you know they don't tear them apart like I do well that evening probably about nine o'clock or so I get a text from Matt Milner and he goes Hell, this guy named uh, Taylor Woods is going to be calling you, man. Uh, he's having a problem with his jet pump. It locked up. And then I find out they're out on the white with like six units running, and it locked up. Well, they rode it over to the bank and tied it off and walked up the hill and went to where they had cell service, and I guess called Ellie or somebody to come right. get them, wow. and left it out there all night. Well, the guy called me that evening, uh, Taylor, and good, good friend now. Right. Uh, you know, Mickey. Uh, I don't know Mickey. I hadn't met Mickey, but I feel like I know him. But anyway, uh, he goes, yeah, man. Uh, I said, well, what, how, I mean, what are you going to do? Well, I'm going to go down there to where we put in and get somebody in the morning to take me out there. And I hope it's still there. I said, I hope it's still there, too, because, I mean, it's six units right. rolling, you know. And they're out night fishing. Of course, they had the oars. Right. And... Uh, Made it safely to the bank, which, I mean, you know. But uh, when he brought it here, you know, I raised, tipped it up, you know, looked up in there, and I'm going, yeah, man. So while he was sitting here, I started yanking it down, you know, and uh, I didn't have the assembly. It just, it, I still got the carrier, and all, the, the outside of that bearing is welded to the inside of that carrier, and ain't no way in the world i can get it out there's no way to get behind it to get it out it's just it got so hot that it seized and when it did when i pulled it apart bearings just pieces of half bearings bunch just all kind of crumbled up metal just started bouncing all over my shop floor (laughs) you know i'm going oh boy you know, but I'm, but it can be damaging. I, I I I I'm not turning right way business. I would, I will. I preach to everybody, do the proper greasing of that pump, and it'll last you a long time. You just have to change seals as they wear. You know, and that's relatively cheap compared to well, yeah. fixing everything else in there. It got messed up, screwed up. You know, from it, but. But at any rate, yeah, just uh, back to what you said. Uh, I got off on that track. Uh, you know, people come visit us. It's a beautiful place. It's a great place. The wildlife's killer. The fishing is some days. Some days it's slower. Of course, your guide always That's fishing, wants it. though, right? Oh, yeah. That's why they don't call it catching, oh, yeah. you know. But uh, the guides always want you to catch as many and as big a fish as you can, and they're just as into it, if not more. Than say, we you want it are. more than you do. Yeah, I, I, really, say, I, I don't know if they can really believe that, yeah, but it's very true because we want to walk away with our head held, our head held high, going. That guy said, sat down and said, "Damn, I'm tired of catching yeah. fish." <laughs> you know how often do you, you know yeah. you don't hear that well, unless. I'm tired of catching fish, yeah. you know. Yeah, I, I know fishy, I tell everybody, I know fishy guides, and I know not-so-fishy guides, and I don't know any guides that don't want their people to be catching fish. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, everybody wants absolutely. to be having Absolutely, time, so. absolutely. I don't mind going out there and having to struggle and catch one or two, but, it, I mean, one to me, when I'm fishing, is a blessing, and I'm done. I, I enjoy being there. I have people all the time ask me, how do you, when they're really biting, when they're biting and they're catching fish, how do you... 
how do you not fish and i'm going well it can sure affect your tip <laughs> if you catch more or bigger fish than your client i mean but i have as much fun seriously I, I do i have as much enjoyment watching them get excited even when they screw up and lose the fish they get so excited to you know i mean and then over the course of the day they they walk away with just going wow that was cool you know it was a cool it's just awesome. It's an adventure. And if you're not a fly fisher, try it. Trust me. It's fun. Doesn't suck. It's fun. If you're a beginner and you're leery, don't think about that. Come go with us. We will get you out there. We will instruct you as we go. It's not nearly as hard as people. No. It's, really no, it's, it's really not. It's really not. It's easy. really not. It's really, it's really easy. I mean, it really is. Well, guys, I, I appreciate y'all being Thank, on this week. Thanks and for I, having let me Let me just tell everybody, these two guys are like brothers to me. I love y'all well, we so feel much. Likewise, I feel the same. Appreciate the hell out of you. I was, um, was kind of wondering there when you was rolling upstream a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm teasing. I put my back into it. But no, uh, but thanks this, for having me on. Uh, and, I enjoyed uh, it. Oh, thank we y'all. We enjoyed, enjoyed the day. That's, that's part of it, too. Awesome. Awesome. Well, guys, um, everybody listening, y'all have a great week this week. Um, get out and catch some fish be nice to everybody podcast number two number go. two Woo-hoo. remember it <laughs> one of these days one of these know. days you'll be going uh 100 yeah uh, yeah yep, that's awesome great. <laughs> been great enjoy visiting with you guys enjoyed yep, hanging yep. with you all right guys y'all have a good one you too bye